Welcome to the Hero Hut Podcast, bringing you stories of service. Now, as promised on this episode, we have the continuation of our conversation with David, Colin, and Jared. But before we get into that, I wanted to highlight an event we have coming up this Veterans Day. So from November 7th through the 14th, we will be hosting a virtual 5K fundraiser. So the fun part about this is that you get to pick the time you want to run, uh, the pace, the course. Um, you could even run on a treadmill, uh, but it all helps raise money for the Hero Hut. And uh, as we try to expand our slate of events um, and activities that we're looking to, to get into in 2021. So this is a great way for you to um, help out our organization and uh, further the mission of the Hero Hut to empower veterans in their transition to uh, a really fulfilling civilian life. And it's a fun way to engage with the uh, broader Hero Hut community. Um, and on top of it, you get a very cool t-shirt. So there you go. To sign up, just go to our website, herohut.org slash events, and you can uh, find the link to the register there. Run sign up is uh, hosting the event. So they have a, a, a great page in, where you can do additional like sponsors and fundraising. Um, they will be sending out the t-shirt to you. And also you could post your uh, your runtime. So anyway, that's a great way that you can uh, help us out in our uh, in our quest. But without any further ado, let's return to the uh, roundtable discussion and our host, Jacob Hagstrom. This is going to be a segment. This is a different segment of the show. Uh, we're we're going to do we're going to try to rank our favorite things. So the first one we're going to do is favorite MRE. You just get to go, you get one choice, favorite MRE, and then we argue about who's actually right. Colin, you're up first. For me, it's anything that has either the M&M, peanut M&Ms or the Skittles. And, and so, did you know, did you know the menu that had those? Do you still know? Uh, it's been, I think, I, I definitely did know. It's usually the vegetarian, I usually actually go for the veggie, vegetarian ones because mm-hmm. I know that they have the best snacks. And I'm, I usually, uh... I, you know, I'm a sweet tooth. I have a sweet tooth, and uh, and so I'm, you know, been historical. That's actually, a, you know, that's a, a <laughs> many fond memories of uh, rating MREs just for the uh, the candy in them. Okay, uh, strictly for the desserts. Yeah. I felt like yeah. the, I feel like the chicken ones always had the peanut M and M's for some reason. Maybe Jared's nodding. All right, Dave, favorite MRE? There was the I think chicken tetrazzini. Which I can make the homemade apple pie out of. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was something that you could add, like the graham crackers, the applesauce, and the cinnamon pouch, and and make it into just a, a delightful snack. And you heat it up with the the warmers. Uh, with that being said, I did not eat a single MRE in Afghanistan. I would stock up on Cliff bars, beef jerky, and. Um, anything out pop tarts i'd be yep. on a mission for like six days i wouldn't go to the bathroom once uh, <laughs> great fiber <laughs> and awesome yeah I, I did not eat a single upgrade in afghanistan i refused i think they're disgusting they're horrible after eating enough in uh, at west point and in training i just i gave up I gave okay up my fair enough but did you drink a rip it Oh yeah! Oh yes. my God! All right. Well, then you're canceled. All right, Jared. Favorite no. MRE. 
Favorite yeah. MRE. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. And, yeah, it came with crackers, peanut butter, uh, I think pound cake. But there's just something about beef stew. I, mostly, I ate it cold. I always ate it cold. That was an infantry ranger thing. Always oh, yeah. eat it cold. Don't waste time heating it up if you only got five minutes. But beef stew, there's just something. I mean, I think, honestly, in one of these trunks around here, I have a beef stew in there just in case, you know. Um, I'm definitely not one of those prepper people, but I got... I got one MRE, you know, just in case. Yeah, and if you got one MRE, then you got like 3,000 calories. So you're that's pretty good. Yeah, good. That's all week, you know. <laughs> Although it won't go very far because I got a lot of kids. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they'd like it too. But yeah, definitely beef stew. Supposedly, there's a lot of talk now. You know, again, I like to bring in some of this new talk of the mm-hmm. Army. Um, but Colin can maybe talk about this too. But there's an MRE called the Golden Ticket, which is pizza. Which is a new MRE. I've never seen it. It's kind of like a unicorn. Never seen it, but it's out there, and uh, soldiers are, you know, enjoying it. So I'm um, not sure. I don't know what it comes with, but the pizza MRE is out, and I think it's a winner. Have you actually seen soldiers eating it, or have you just seen the picture of the brown bag with the menu number saying pizza? Uh, one of my soldiers told me he he had one. And this so, sounds very suspicious. I'm very, I don't I, believe it. I don't know. It could, I don't know. could be amazing. <laughs> you know? But I, I don't know. I don't know if it could really compete against the, the classic beef stew. And uh, I can't remember the number, but it, it was a good one. Colin, you want to jump in? You seem like you're have feelings about this. No, I haven't, uh, I haven't had the opportunity to have the pizza. And <laughs> not, nor, nor will I, it looks like. So I'm, I'll have to live with that. Mm. Yeah, if I was going to decide between all of yours, I think I would go with the with the Dave chicken tetrazzini because I feel like the chicken ones had the best desserts. I was going to say chicken and dumplings. That's my all time favorite. And I remembered that had M&Ms. So to each his own, though, the MRE is an acquired taste, I will say. Um, All right. Favorite cadence, favorite army cadence could be marching or running, although I, I think running had the better the more fire cadences were in the running ones. Let's go with uh, Jared first, because Colin went first last time. I was hoping you wouldn't pick me. (laughs) Jared, I remember when we were at a hail and farewell in Hawaii, and you were the best singer out of anyone. They made all the lieutenants sing to uh, embarrass us. Oh, I'm the worst singer. Absolutely (laughs) horrible. Uh, I remember going up to the church I pastored in rural Kentucky, and I was like, hey, who leads music, you know, worship? And they said, you do. And I was like, me? So there I was. I just got to jump in and go for it. But in terms of cadences, I don't know. I mean, looking back, personally, I think if you're running, you don't need a cadence. Like, if you're doing a cadence, you're just too slow. Fair enough. So, walking? <laughs> You know, I think my favorite one is just the counting. You know, I, I think that's just simple. Just do the counting. Some of them are, I don't know, they're just ridiculous. However, I will say this. I saw, I think it was on YouTube or some random thing. I saw Russian soldiers s- singing and marching in cadence to S- SpongeBob SquarePants mm-hmm. and, um, and Barbie Girl. And I thought, that is hilarious. And it was all in, it was like a Russian accent. You'll have to look it up, but it gave me a huge laugh. But so uh, so I'm, I'm going to sidestep your question. Okay, that's fair enough. You're, 
I like I like the hate of like if you're running with the cadence, you're running too slow. That sounds like another ranger saying. I, I don't know. Maybe that's a little too brutal and you know too baggish. But it's just no, like, I like it. I love it, Jerry. Like, how, how do you keep in step when you're running? Like, yeah, no. Short legs or long legs, and you're. I don't know. It just seems ridiculous. I think it. I think it was less to keep in step and more just to like take your mind off the fact that you were like sucking wind. But I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'll let you off the hook. I'll let you off the hook, Dave. I think I already asked Dave his favorite cadence and he like refused to answer the last time. So now Dave does owe me an an answer for your favorite cadence. I mean, they're all super depressing. No, not all of them. So, you know, I mean, in terms of running in cadence, you know, Colonel Tilly, I told Jake this last time, Colin and Jared, when I first got to uh, Hawaii, because I'm not, you know, as much of a, a man as all of you apparently, and I didn't do the Ranger Tab route. But Colonel Thiele did start off with a, a five mile run at like a seven minute pace, and then since that didn't break me, uh, he he tried to across a workout after that, and then and then I think he realized that he should probably go back to to work after that because uh, that didn't work either. So. Cadence running is not a not a real thing, but I agree. Um, I feel like it's a part of army culture, though. I feel like if you appreciate the army culture, you gotta have one that you're like, all right, this is my jam for uh, for running or whatever. I think the more outrageous it is, the better. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of if we're if we're gonna see cadence, you might as well get like as politically incorrect and as horrible as possible and sing it just because you're sucking already so you might as well just have a a funny cadence to go along with it i just read a good uh there's a memoir from an iraq war veteran called the little birds or the yellow birds the yellow bird with a yellow bill that's what he's referencing so those are that's your favorite cadence (laughs) no i hated that okay I, i don't want real cadences that are super depressing i'd rather sing spongebob squarepants i think uh and and laugh about that than like the, you know, my buddy's in a foxhole and bullet in his head. Like, that's just depressing as fuck. Yeah, that's a brutal one. I don't, I don't like that cadence. Colin? Yeah, Colin save Dave here. I don't think I'll be able to. Uh-uh. Uh, but I, 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 you're talking to a guy that has absolute zero rhythm. So I was always hiding, hiding out in the formation uh, and was always relying on, you know, others uh, that are, you know, uh, much more impressive to be able to bring us home or whatever, you know, the run or the cadence was. But I, I did, I, I enjoyed the ones that uh, seemed to always like have like a rivalry to them where they would, you know, talk smack against like a, a sister company or a sister platoon or whatever it was. And usually you could get like some, you know, like a really good NCO up there that would be able to just, you know, lay, lay, the, lay the smack down on, you know, a company that was marching behind us or in front of us or whatever it was. And, uh, and so I always liked those. Yeah, I love that. It, did you ever hear the one that was like, there are no airborne rangers in the Navy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. like that, where it's like yeah. talking smack against the other services. Yeah, or it's even just like, you know, like, what is it? Look to the left, there's, you know, they'll be like, oh, look to the left, and what do you see, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And it's like, they, they always have some, like, you know, really... Uh, you know, kind of cheesy, but but good ones um, that I that I'd enjoy. I like it. I mean, most of you tried to dodge the question, which I think is lame. But 
I really like the up on the mountaintop one. Every time I heard that, I would be like, oh, yeah, okay, here we go. Up yes. on a mountaintop beating my drum. <laughs> Beat it so loud that the MPs come. I guess that's, it's somewhat depressing. It's not really depressing, but it's like you're getting arrested. I always felt like uh, it's kind of like singing in the shower, though. Like everyone thinks they have a great cadence voice, but it's really terrible. I still, here's a little... Uh you know, uh, self-admission to when I'm out running, doing my own. Yeah, me too, me too. I'll be on like some run and I'll be like, I'll go, I'll hit the one mile mark and I'll, no kidding, in my head, be like, one mile, no sweat. Yep. Two miles, better yet, let's go. You know, Three miles, getting there. Yeah. Almost. To the sun. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. Uh, Okay, let's do one more favorite what was your favorite smell? I guess it, it could be a good smell or a bad smell. I have one. I have one. If you guys, if you guys are having a hard time, uh, yeah, like, I, I would love to hear that RV smell that you found attractive in some fashion. I like no. My favorite one though is like I really do like the smell of a barber shop, and like you know how you you had to get your haircut like almost every week, maybe every two weeks if you're a shaggy like Colin, but. uh yeah, I like the smell of like the Barbasol and like the the clippers. Like I feel, I don't know. I think that was my favorite army smell. The most distinctive one though, and I went and looked up in my journal to see if I wrote down any smells. And apparently on one of the missions, we did preparatory fires on the top of a mountain and we killed a bunch of cows. And the cows, their stomachs like expanded in the heat and then like exploded and it smelled terrible. And that was one of the few smells that I recorded in, in my journal of, of Afghanistan. Can anyone beat that? The burning trash, the sewage, you know, just the, we were on OP Bedell, we, we went to the bathroom in an outhouse and then burned our own feces. I mean, like that, that is a terrible, wretched smell. Burn and pit. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the, the piss tubes, terrible. I mean, just absolutely terrible so i i you know when you were asking the question like what's your favorite smell from afghanistan like like i, I immediately i was like there's none the question was so repulsive to me i just wanted to say it on however i'm gonna totally redeem it okay bring up uh the fact of that bread like that that none bread oh yeah phenomenal the afghan food is so good it is so good and i love that bread so fresh none bread from afghans i i absolutely love that that is a great call because you'd be sitting there at a meeting like sometimes not even expecting it and then you'd smell the the bread being prepared freshly baked out there oh that was good and there were no forks so you had to use the bread as kind of like a spoon too so it was functional as well i don't know how they would how we would have done it with covid and everything i mean but no chance Colin, any favorite smells now that Jared has uh, jogged our memories a little bit? Yeah, those are those are all really good examples. I think uh, what for I would say for me one I just I, I, the lingering effect maybe of being in the you know infantry for eleven years. My my sense of smell is terrible, <laughs> uh, and I think it's from you know just like these like terrible smells. I can never tell you know if I you know if I stink right now or not because. After you go for a ten day, like an NTC, rather it's an NTC rotation where you're in the box for two weeks, 
and not showering or if you're out on a mission and, you know, or ranger school, like whatever it is, I think I am, I, you know, I, I have no sense of smell now when it comes to like body odors. That's like a superpower. You're, that's a superpower. Yeah. yeah no yeah. smell. That's a good point. Maybe it is a superpower. Um, I think the one, one smell, how about, how about, how about diamond head when we were out there for three weeks and <laughs> I mean, some bad smells. No, nothing. I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think it's a, one a distinct smell that I think I, I'll only smell, in, you know, in the army is that like a smell of ammonia when of, that comes out, that gets like emitted off of somebody's body uh, when they've like burned through all their fat. And, uh, and I, you know, felt smelled that at ranger school and then also, you know, had, had that smell back in, in Afghanistan as well when, uh, but like it just starts radiating from somebody. It's, it's no longer a stench. It's, it's like this distinct ammonia smell that only happens once you like your body's like burned through all of its like fat nutrients. And now it's like starting to attack. Like, I think it's like the liver or the kidney or something. It's Damn. Pretty, I, I'm not a, you know, I don't know the anatomy quite. Yeah. Biology of it, but it's uh, it's pretty brutal. It's just like the smell of exhaustion. It's like the yeah, smell right before you get a uh, rhabdo, all you CrossFit nerds. Yeah, it is. It is the smell yeah. of exhaustion. You're right. Damn. I like it. Well, that's good. I feel like that's some good, some good questions. I'll have to think up some more like favorites or best for the army. Cause I like that. I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, do you guys want to just, as we kind of sign off here, uh, talk about, um, how you came out of the army and how your, you, how your, uh, um, involvement in hero Hide is going to kind of continue that sense of service and the sense of camaraderie that you found, uh, while you were in the military. You know, when we think about the army, when we think about as we're getting out of the army, how do you how do you relate to your past experiences, your past memories, and, and then what do you what what can we do, I guess, as veterans to connect with each other? Um, I'd like to throw that out to you guys as a question. Well, I think I, you know I'll start uh, with the hero hut, just the concept of it. I would say. You know, for, for me, just recently transitioned, so I can't, I, I think I'll go back to a, a moment in time. In 2016, I, I PCA, I just left uh, company command in Colorado, and as I said earlier, moved to New York City. And uh, as with most, you know, PCSs, you know, permanent change of duty stations, uh, usually you, you fall right into place with a new unit, and, uh, and you have, bat, like, we go back to, you know, maybe from where we started with Battle Buddies. And you quickly pick up that culture, that lingo, you know, you, you get into the, the business rhythm, the routine, and, uh, and it, you know, you do have that shared sense of camaraderie from, from the get-go. And for me, in, in 2016, when I moved to New York City, I moved into a uh, one-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn and didn't know a soul. And, you know, here's, you know, New York City, a city of, I don't know, I think it's like 10, you know, 10 million people. And, uh, and I just didn't, you know, I didn't have one person that I felt, you know, that I had in my phone book that I could call. I didn't really started my classes yet. So there wasn't that, you know, sense of fellowship with other students. And, uh, and so I, I, you know, I went to, I went, I remember going to, uh, to a, uh, a global citizen concert out in Central Park. It was an awesome concert. Eddie Vedder performed. Um, there was, you know, some, this really, uh, trying to say Rihanna, but I was there for the, for the Eddie Vedder, uh, portion of it. But I went to that concert by myself and, uh, and I remember like going to it and feeling, you know, pretty lonely 
and uh, and kind of looking, I kind of wishing that I had a community. And uh, and now, as I now know about the Hero Hut, I think back to that moment of time and being like, God, you know, how awesome of an opportunity would that have been for me? Had re- you know just recently moved to, to New York City as a veteran and didn't really know a soul and was kind of you know trying to look to make friends or or you know make a com- you know, community. And, uh, and how nice that would have been to, you know, walk into, say, the Global Citizen Festival and see a little, you know, hero hut that's welcoming, you know, veterans. And, uh, and that, that would have really meant a lot to me. And so that's why I, I certainly feel that, you know, the, this purpose has a, certainly a noble cause to it that I think could help a lot of, a lot of folks out there. Yeah, totally agree. I had a lot of the same feelings when I left the army and I got out in 2014 and came immediately into graduate school. And it was one of those things I remember experiencing like you did, Colin, the feeling of moving to a new place and feeling like you should have friends already there. Because in the army, every post that you go to, you're going to know people. Or if you don't, you'll be in a battalion with people, especially as junior officers who are in your same kind of circumstances. Um Jared, you just got out pretty recently, right? For the second time, you've gotten out twice now. Yeah, this is the second time this is it. Uh, but in 2014, I got out and went in the reserves, and I felt this to a certain extent because I didn't feel like anyone understood me. Uh, and then also, too, not only did they not understand me, but it was like a real identity crisis of like, who am I? Like, I don't, I don't have PT today. I don't have someone telling me what to do. Like in a lot of ways, and like, how can I get jazzed about whatever I was doing when it really is like, does this really even matter? I'm just working so I can get a paycheck. And, you know, and meeting other people when I was in graduate school too, and and Jake, you would understand, but just like, and this person, they're so much younger. Like, I don't understand why they think that way. How can their perspective be that way? And also too, just battling like, you know, like I'm having nightmares, you know, from Afghanistan, but I can't really share it with anyone because like no one would understand. Like it's hard. There's people that are loving that are around us that like they just they are, you know, comforting. But then there's an element of like with all of you guys, like the people that can really relate are the ones who've been there. And you know, I remember one time meeting a, a veteran he's riding his bike to an appointment in Louisville. I was running. He was wearing a Marine hat. I stopped and started talking to him. And this guy was just like absolutely um, just dying to talk to someone that understood him. Uh, Even though he was a Vietnam War veteran and I was an Afghan War veteran, like there was like this mutual special connection. Like I, I just met the guy and this guy is just sharing with me just the horror stories of Vietnam. And I, and I couldn't imagine. I mean, I wasn't there. But there was this special bond because we had both endured some sort of hardship in whatever conflict we had been in. And so I think it's so important that, you know, that, that we continue to have conversations like this. Uh, that there, there is a, a colloquium of, of conversation where people can share these hardships. And although we might not be or have been in the same situation, we can relate and can really encourage and help people. And I think something that, you know, just getting out now, uh, and I have about a month left of leave, which is great, looking for a job, is that it's this just very glib, like, you know, in the civilian world, it's like, hey, thanks so much for your service. Like, 
hey, you know, if, if you come on board, you know, we'll get a tax cut. And it looks good for our company if we hire veterans. So, like, thanks so much for your service. Uh, but, you know, you need more experience or something like that. And, and so I think that, you know, there there's, there's something also, too, where it's like, uh, you're older, you got some leadership experience, but you know, what if this guy's PTSD? What if this guy's crazy? What if this guy has problems? Like, why? Why would we want that baggage? Why would we take that risk? That risk would cost us money, and so for us, we face a lot of obstacles, and so more than ever, we really need to join together uh, and to really help each other. But I think what helped us was the purpose we had in the army, even though it wasn't. You know, maybe it was it was dumb. Maybe we didn't agree with it or whatever uh, at the time. But maybe mopping the floors was that purpose that allowed us to, to do that next thing, and, and it was helpful. And so when you get out, you know, I can tell you, just on my leave, like I feel aimless. It's like, well, I don't know what I'm doing in a month. I have nothing lined up. But you know, a conversation like this and staying connected with other veterans has been helpful. So. I think that's how I would I would answer that question. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you'll find something pretty soon. So I hope you're not drifting aimlessly for too much longer. But I totally agree with your comment about the Vietnam vets. I've found uh, uh, connecting with them is is fairly easy for veterans of Iraq and Afghanistan. I think there are a lot of kind of similarities between the two conflicts. I would say when Vietnam vets came back, a lot of them didn't even get the thank you for your service, which we do. Um, but I've heard a lot of Vietnam vets who say that that's also a hollow sentiment for them too. And so just something that um, one vet that I worked with at Indiana University named Ron Osgood said, he always likes to say, instead of thank you for your service, he says like, where did you serve? And even if they say Vietnam, like, no, where in Vietnam did you serve? Because it shows you're actually interested and they get to share something personal. So something for you guys to kind of put in your little toolkit there. What did they used sure. to say? What did they used to say in the army? Put that in your rucksack? Put that in your... Toolkit, rucksack, yeah, kit bag. All, all yeah. Kit bag. yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah Jared, I, I think that, I mean, that's pretty heartfelt there. Uh, very revealing in terms of, I think, what a lot of veterans do. I think that's pretty brave for you to, to share that about yourself, but I wouldn't say that's different from, especially, I mean, for myself, I would agree with you 100%, and I think a lot of combat veterans feel the same way. You know, where you get out in a, at a certain point, there's just no, you don't know where to go, and you don't know that purpose. I, I do think that there is, there's a chance that, you know, when we're, we're building something like the Hero Hut or something similar, uh, a lot of us signed up to serve others or to build up community or to help you know those in need. And so we have that opportunity. It doesn't need to be the army. A lot of times in the army, unfortunately, we we went to the spot where we had to be at war, and, and it was what it was. I think we all signed up for it, and we all volunteered for that. But nowadays, we have an opportunity to do that in our own communities, and we can do the same exact thing where we're volunteering or serving others, and we have an opportunity to actually help our neighbors. You know, and that's I guess that's that's part of what 
I look at when the Hero Hut or Lionheart Junction might talk about either one of those. We have that opportunity to do that together again, and it's in our own cities rather than going overseas and fighting and that and war. So that's my thought. Yeah, I think it's a good thought. I think we should, uh, we're all coming around to that idea of looking within our own neighborhoods, um, especially with this COVID disease going on, pandemic going on. It's a, been an opportunity when the travel has been like near impossible at times to just kind of look around at what's going on in your own neighborhood. So I think that, that could be a silver lining here. I feel like that was good. I feel like everyone got a little uh, snippet in there. What's the closing? I don't know. I feel like that we've got enough here. Do you have anything? You Any ideas about how to close it? Uh, I think you should do like a rapid fire. You know? Hot questions. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any more hot questions. Yeah. I need to think of that. I need to think of that, but first yeah, thing. Already, yeah. I love it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hero Hut Podcasts. Uh, if you have any any comments or guests that you'd like to uh, recommend for the program or a cool catchphrase sign-off idea for Jake. Uh, you can email those to podcast at herohut.org. We're also now up on Google Podcasts and Spotify, so you can find us there. And uh, yeah, if you want to like, subscribe, leave a review, that would help us out a lot to, uh, to kind of spread the word about this podcast. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.